It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by personal brand coach, Heather Bennett. Heather, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Tony. Oh, it's our pleasure. So originally from Cleveland, Ohio, huh? Yes. Midwest girl. Midwest girl. <laughs> and we were talking a little bit and you love Cleveland. I do love Cleveland. You got a special place in your heart, huh? Definitely. Tell Definitely. me about growing up there. I grew up on the west side of Cleveland. Uh, the great thing about Cleveland is it's small enough that you can get from one end of it to the other in not too long of time with not too bad of traffic. But it does allow you to meet a lot of different people. So I live there for most of my life before going to college and then came back to go to Case Western Reserve University. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so I've uh, the first time I was ever in Cleveland was for game one of the World Series between <sighs> the Indians and the Cubs. And one of the wow. things I noticed that was just, it was hilarious. Um, everyone was so nice there, right? Like, Almost obnoxiously nice. Like you're like, there's, there's got to be a catch to this. <laughs> no, you know we're we're in the World Series. The first time you know, the Cubs have been there, but the, the Indians haven't been there very much. And yeah. everyone was like, you know, may the best team win. And it's everyone's just so nice and welcome to Cleveland. And we're like, when's it going to end? And it just never did, right? Everyone's no. so nice there, so so nice. And it's that Midwest nice you hear so much about, right? Yes, definitely. Did you notice that? Um, you know, the, the difference between Chicago in that sense that there's a difference between that Midwest nice or you know, do you do you notice a similarity uh, with Chicagoans and, and people? From oh, definitely a yeah. similarity. I, I love living here because no matter who you get to meet or where you get to go or how you meet them, whether it's like networking event or work or personal, they're so welcoming and open and so generous and willing to help other people. It's it's really a great place to be. It really, and you and one of the things that you had brought up was you were here um, when you were thirteen, right? Yes, I I came. I was w- traveling with one of my friends and her family, and we came here to visit her, like her family, uh, on the north side. And I remember the first time seeing the buildings and driving into town and just being just blown away. It was the most beautiful city. It was so amazing. And I I remember thinking, I was like, I want to live here. I want to work here. I want to be part of this community someday. And and I I got to do that. So very exciting. (laughs) That is very, very exciting. And to know that as a kid is is a cool thing Mm -hmm. Um, to look forward to that and and to work towards that. Did you feel like that was always true for you that, that, you know, through high school or, or as you had these goals that the end goal was to be, not maybe not the end goal, but one of those goals was to end up in Chicago? It was always a dream, but, you know, reality sets in. You you have to pay your bills. You've got to take the work that comes and, you know, hope that you get enough interviews and enough job opportunities. So I I really feel that I got lucky and I made the right decisions at the right time to come back here. Very cool. So when you went to school, what, uh, what did you go to school for? My undergrad is in biology and English, so I did microbiology, minored in chemistry, took the pre-med sequence. Uh, I chose that because I love doing research, Mm. and it was really exciting. It was really fun to be doing that. It's a a university that allows undergrads to have such uh, the ability to do research all four years, so... Yeah, so it was it was fun. I, I loved it. I ended up going into R and D after I graduated. So 
I mean, I got to ask biology, right, or science in general yeah. to all of a sudden be a personal brand coach. Um, where did that transition happen? So my first job out of undergrad was for Unilever, which is a huge global company. One of the uh, biggest in the world. Right? One of the biggest in the world. And being exposed to a global interpretation of consumer product goods at an R&D level was so exciting. In fact, most of the department I worked in, even though I was right outside of New York City mm-hmm. in New Jersey, had come from Europe. Oh, wow. So being able to work with them to see what, you know, what else is out there. And then to fall in love with the brands and get to work with marketing, I was like, I want to do their job. <laughs> that is, it's wonderful. It really combines all of the research for R&D with you know, understanding data and paying attention and observing. It's, it's, a lot of it is the same skills as being a scientist. So I had to go get my MBA so I could do marketing. <laughs> no way. So you just fell in love with it from that experience. Yes. That's really, really cool. So, well, I mean, take me through that, I guess, the, the, the decision-making process. Because when you're, I feel like so many of us get, get caught up in, in, you know, our industries, our professions, and, and kind of get stuck there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and almost seems impossible for so many of us to think outside of what we do normally that uh, the jump almost seems like it never happens right for a lot of people what went through your head to make that possible I always knew I wanted to go back for some graduate work but I understood the benefit of getting experience before making that decision so at that point I could have gone back to get a medical degree or a law degree or a master's um, or even a PhD to further my efforts in science. But being exposed to the business end of of consumer product goods, it was so fun and so exciting and, and challenging. And I really, I really enjoyed the time that I spent getting my MBA. And that was back at the University of Illinois, though, right? Yes, Urbana-Champaign. Yeah. They made me um, a very, very wonderful offer. I would get to lead uh, teams of MBA students as a director in their uh, on-site consulting service. So uh, having a background in science, they needed someone who would be able to read patents and understand uh, the science behind a lot of the work that the companies that were hiring the consulting firm, you know, like Dow, AgroSciences, and Eli Lilly, and <laughs> other um, Midwestern companies, and even national companies. And they needed someone to be able to understand those pens, and then at the same time have the leadership skills to manage a team to do the projects. That's really, really cool. Smart lady. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So now you're in New Jersey at the time, though, right? Living, working? Mm-hmm. And, and you applied to University of Illinois? I'm, I'm assuming yes. amongst uh, some other schools. Yes. But um, so you haven't, you hadn't lived in Chicago at this point yet? No, not yet. Okay. So then you decided, obviously, you go to U of I mm-hmm. uh, and you live down uh, Champa- um, Urbana-Champaign? Yes. Okay. Now... Take me through how you ended up in Chicago. I met my husband, (laughs) (laughs) and he uh, was working and living here. And how did you meet him? We actually met at a party in New York City. Oh, okay. So at that point, you know, I knew at that point I was going to move to Illinois for school, and we're like, well, we'll keep in touch. And but but he was living out there. He was living. No, he was visiting. Oh, so, oh, okay. So he was living in Chicago. Yes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And so at that point, you're like, hey, I'm going to U of I. 
and we meet up we meet up kind we'll of grab coffee sometime yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> well and the rest is history obviously right yes. <laughs> so i'm assuming you were making the the commute to come see him uh, yes. in the city with a two two and a half hour drive right yes <laughs> so at, the, at which point did you decide all right i'm going to chicago i'm going to live there and and you go and get a job right Yes. Yeah, so he, uh, we got married mm-hmm. and I looked for a job in consumer products because that's what I've been doing and mm-hmm. uh, ended up working for Alberto Culver and World Kitchen and loved the work. And then as a side hustle, I was helping friends and friends of friends <laughs> with their jobs, their careers, you know, entrepreneurs who were starting small businesses and that became more and more part of what I wanted to do. So I left corporate. <laughs> and How long did that take that, for you to leave corporate? Uh, I was working three-ish years. Okay. So not very long even in the marketing Not world, very long, no. Okay. And, and people were just approaching you like, hey, you know this stuff. Help me out or help so-and-so out, right? Yes. And then uh, like, what made you decide to leave corporate and start personal branding versus it's such a drastic uh, end of the spectrum right in terms of marketing well it, at the same point if you if you look at personal branding really what it is is looking through the lens of brand marketing at people mm-hmm. and their careers and their jobs so applying all of the skills that you would use to market a bottle of shampoo or a new SaaS product really to a person and no one was really doing that at the time. Personal branding wasn't really a thing, but it was all I knew sure. was to do brand marketing. Sure. So that's when I started seeing success with the people I was working with. Their businesses were growing. Uh, they were making career decisions that were successful, and they were happy mm-hmm. and enjoying the job. That's when I started realizing, okay, this could be something more than just a side hustle. Yeah. And then, and then so when you made the choice, to, to leave corporate, how many um, clients did you have lined up at that point? Hand, uh, handfuls. And I was, I'm was i lucky to have a very supportive husband yeah. who was willing to help me grow and be patient, <laughs> which is good. No, So when you started this, no kids at the time, right? No kids, but kids came very soon after. Yeah, yeah like right <laughs> after, right? Like immediately right after, after yes. Yeah. Tell me about that, because you have four kids at home. You do you. have four kids. That is, a, and, and one who is uh, just recently accepted uh, into uh, U of I too, right? Yes, yes. It's <laughs> amongst other schools. But, I was, and but, you, you said you have a senior in high school too, yeah. so you're going through the same unique process. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, and and I guess, what was it like? being a mother of four and starting a business. I mean, obviously you didn't have four kids right away, but yeah. I mean, adding to it and, you know, everyone knows having one kid is enough, but yeah. four, how did you manage it all? You, you get creative with your time and work late nights, <laughs> work weekends. <laughs> my, my husband also works for himself oh, and okay. we've both worked from home for about a decade. So being two type A people, <laughs> we are, we, we work a lot, yeah. but we love what we do and that makes a big difference. Um, it also helps. You really have to learn to keep your priorities in order. Yeah. Uh, you know, good example. We had originally scheduled this discussion mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks ago and I had something come up with one of my kids and you were incredibly gracious and understanding. And I, I do appreciate that. So having had people understand when you say, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't meet you at that time. I have something 
more important. <laughs> For sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, very understandable. Very understandable. But I appreciate that. Um, so what were some of the more difficult things that you had to go through? I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like you're very eloquent about it, but, you know, I'm sure there were things that came up that challenged you or, or you know, yeah. and, and maybe even questioning the journey like is this worth it or should i go back to corporate right I, i'm sure those those thoughts crept in. i yeah i've threatened that on a regular basis <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm going back to corporate you guys can find somebody else to take care of you um, no it's it, it is it is hard i mean being an entrepreneur owning your own being a, a small business owner mm-hmm. is not easy and it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of you, ha- you have to be humble. You have to be willing to ask for help and be able to – you, you can't really come into this with an ego because yeah. you need to understand your limitations and be able to say, you know what, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't know how to, uh, you know, do this particular thing, and I need to go ask for help. Yeah. Now – both you and your husband don't have family here originally. I mean, they, no. I mean, at all, period, right? No. How, how is that? Even just dealing with that <laughs> part of it. I mean, that just seems like you're 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 doing very well, obviously, through it. But you know, how did you overcome mm-hmm. some of those um, challenges? Not only just overcoming them, but you know, doing it kind of on your own out here. We're really not on our own. You start relying on the people, the people in your neighborhood, the people um, in your community, and you, you help each other. You know, it's the whole, it takes a village to raise children. It really does. And you have to be willing and open to accepting help and to giving help and being willing to give back. You know, who are the people that you can call at four in the morning when something goes wrong? Yeah. You know, really relying on some wonderful, wonderful friends when we needed them. For sure. And, then, and in terms of how that translates into your business, you know, like the, the way that you coach individuals, yeah. how, how, how does that play into it when you say, you know, it's just as important, um, the, the community aspect, those relationships, you know, how does that tie into how you coach individuals? Oh, that's a good question. When, I, when I'm working with someone, I, the most important thing for me is to really get to know them, get to know what they want out of life. And really approaching that level of self-awareness to understand where, where your abilities and skills end and where you're going to need help from a community sure. takes a lot of effort. It's really that self-awareness piece of personal branding. In, um, in the book I just wrote, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I'm sure. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It's one of the four major areas is self-awareness. And I know you had interviewed Megan Robinson, and she talked about this and about the unique time we are in in history in terms of the pandemic being an opportunity to really focus on the self-awareness. And that is one of the hardest parts about working with my clients is being able to get them to stop, step back, and then really focus on who they are and getting a really sense of self-awareness. If you're not self-aware, then you don't know who to reach out to in your network or in your community for help. For sure. No, that makes so, so much sense. Now, when you talk about your clients you know, and, and personal branding, uh, and you're right, it is a newer thing. You know, you hear it and, and people get it like it's, it's you. It's the way people see you kind of, yeah. you know, and, and, and I think for most people it ends there, right? Yeah. Who, who, <laughs> 
Um, who are your clients? Are they, are they typically entrepreneurs or are they employed individuals who are leveraging their personal brand? Yes, I have two main uh, groups of clients. Um, one are those small businesses, the entrepreneurs, the founders of companies, and really helping them build from the ground up their business. Mm-hmm. Looking Because honestly, when you are building a business like that, you are the, the face of Chicago. <laughs> you yeah. are the face of the business. For sure, for sure. So your personal brand is completely tied into what that business is, what those products are, what those services are, who your target market is. It's really tied into your personal brand and understanding that. The other group of people I work with tend to be the CEOs, C-suite, VPs, executives, partners in law firms or uh, marketing firms, and they've been told that they need to have a strong online presence Mm. and that their personal brand needs to be in social media mm. as part of their job. They, uh, it really helps a large business when the executives are seen as key opinion leaders or key thought leaders in their industry. Sure. So that, that would be the two groups of people I help the most okay. and helping that second group manage it. They're busy people doing important work. And they don't have time to be worried about, you know, what they should be showing up on mm-hmm. Instagram or what their LinkedIn post should be looking like. If they can have a little guidance from somebody who does this all the time, it makes their lives a lot easier. For sure. No, no, no. It makes so much sense. Now, you know, when you talk about entrepreneurs, it's one of those things that when you're starting out and no one knows, like if you're starting a business, right? And people try to create a brand. Um, it's really hard to create a brand, right? It, it, but like you said, you are the face of it. And so as such, you're the personal brand that you're bringing in is probably already have some momentum, right? It has relationships. Yes. Um, so h- how do you differentiate those two things when someone's starting a business and says, you know, I have this brand over here that I'm creating, right? my company, whatever, yeah. my business, but then over here, it's me. Right. So do you do you treat it as two different things? Um, do you focus only on the personal branding side for your client or is it a holistic approach to to marketing? Very much holistic. I I the the beauty of being able to work for myself is that I can do a lot of different things. Sure. And having a background um, as diverse as I do have means that I bring a lot of experience. So having run hundred million dollar mm-hmm. brands, you know, of yeah. products and being able to take, like, that's basically a small business. So being able to run, you know, a small business and take all the knowledge of what it was like to run those businesses and bring it to uh, what, basically marry it with the personal brand. So you have the brands that are the business itself. You have the brands for the individual products. And then you also have the personal brand. The key is understanding for the personal brand what part of the personal brand is going to further the business goals of the business mm-hmm. or those products and services. So just like I don't know everything about you, and there's certain things I do know, it's important to know what you wanted me to know <laughs> about right, you. Right, right. And, and that's efficient and makes good use of messaging. Similar thing with personal brands is you want to make sure that you're sharing what's important for the target market for the audience and giving them what they need to know to help decide to go with your company to purchase your products. For sure. So with everything, and that makes perfect sense, right? Um, 
how has it changed for you with the the pandemic and hmm. not just the pandemic right because that's obviously important and it's, and it's become more important to market yourself and to define that personal brand but in, in regards to 2020 <laughs> maybe not the pandemic right but the things that we went through uh with the riots with you know, the black Lives yeah. uh, matter movement that you know those things have become we become conscious of them a lot more aware of yes. uh, of those things how how is that shifted the way that you coach your clients um yeah on, on the personal brands aspect of things really i think with any of this the focus needs to be on being authentic if you need to have a consistent voice when it comes to how you your brand your personal brand reacts responds or engages in the conversations that we're having now about diversity, equality, inclusion, and understanding where it's appropriate and where it's purposeful for you to engage in those conversations. So it really goes back to the authenticity and the self-awareness. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the book that that we talked about, we touched on, what what is the, the title? It is Fun and Fulfilling Careers, One Question at a Time. And it, it's, I'm very excited because it is something that my clients asked for. <laughs> so <laughs> this was not a, a big, you know, yes, I, everybody wants to write a book. But for me, it was the opportunity to give my clients what they asked for, what they wanted. They said, could we just bottle up all the stories and examples and the way you phrase uh, the exercises that you do and put them into a book so that I could share this and help, you know, for me, that was the big draw, uh, being able to help more people, uh, especially now that we have time for that introspection and that self-awareness. And because so many people are in career transition and pivoting, when I started writing the book, it was well before the pandemic. Mm. It just happened to come out now, but I feel very lucky that it's, uh, the timing is good and I'm hoping to help a lot of people. My client, actually, the clients I'm working with now are already using it. Wow. And that, that was a, a real surprise and benefit. Uh, one, a good example, one of my clients has a wall in his office that he's painted with um, dry erase paint. Mm-hmm. And he took one of the diagrams for one of the exercises I discuss in the book, put it up there, and then filled it in for his own personal brand. Wow. It was. That's really cool. I was, I was blown <laughs> away. I was like, "This is working! Yeah. Yay!" <laughs> so going back to the the types of clients you have, uh, you know, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. small business owner, then you have your your C suite um, type professionals. Uh, who's the book really catered to? This book really is catered towards people who are in career transition. Gotcha. They uh, job hunting and deciding uh, whether or not to start a small business. Yeah. So not that those, uh, you know, anyone who falls out of that would not get a lot of great value from it. I have a whole section that's called Social Media Simplified, which I I think would help anyone who just wants to get a good overview of what's out there Mm. um, from a professional standpoint. Um, But that would be who who would be best. Anyone looking for a job right now, this is a very good book to have. I think it's a very useful book right very now. Very useful, <laughs> yes, very useful. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, when it comes to the coaching practice, for those listening, um, that says, you know, I, I really like what, what Heather has to say. You know, who, who's 
the ideal person for you right now? Like who are you looking to help or connect with? Ideally, looking for someone who is trying to find a career that will help them make the world a better place. So someone who's realized that their their purpose in life is not being met by their current job. And when I get to work with the clients who fall into that category, it's it's almost magical what we're able to accomplish. And having their passion for helping others come through, that's probably my ideal client. Well, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. So if you're listening and that sounds like you, I would definitely encourage you to contact Heather. There's a form below that you can fill out and contact her directly. But um, you're doing great things, Heather. And I'm very, very honored not only to know you, but to be able to share your story. So, you know, I really appreciate you coming in and, and yeah, imparting this wisdom on us. Thank you. So I look forward to the next conversation. Thank you very much.